Check one, two. Check one, two. Check one, two. One, two. Check one, two. Check one, two. All right. Welcome to Leave Room for Milk, the podcast that... <laughs> you got this. This is what I didn't want to have. Documentary. Why did I say that like my wife? <laughs> Welcome to Leave Room for Milk, the podcast centered around life, the creative journey, and a good cup of coffee. Today we had on Justin Torrance, who's a good friend of ours, and he's also a stuntman, producer, and lead actor in the film Heart of Man, which is on Netflix right now. It is a narrative-based documentary. It's really great. You should check it out. Um, But we had him on the show to basically talk about his acting process, why he got into it in the first place, Meisner Method, and how he booked that lead role in Heart of Man. Yeah, and also just wanted to take a minute to just say, please, 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 from the bottom of our hearts, just if you can, like this podcast um, on iTunes. We're also on Spotify, if you could follow us there, um, as well as this channel, SoundCloud, on all the different platforms. Your support would just mean so much as we're trying to grow this and get it out there for more people to watch. We're in the process right now of kind of trying to restructure the podcast to make it more valuable for you guys. So if there's any input that you would love to add, please leave a comment below and we will read that and definitely try to implement that moving forward. Um, But yeah, I hope you guys enjoy the episode and we'll see you next week. Welcome to the show. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thanks for coming on, man. I'm noticing your guys' um, facial hair game is very strong. Yeah. You got, you got the, the sexy, it. patchy stash thing going on. You look like an artist, like, like a, a little beatnik from Paris somewhere, just Thank roaming you. around Thank doing you. cool stuff. And then we got the man beard. <laughs> Straight up lumberjack. Yeah. Straight up lumberjack. Probably a little too intense right My now. Dad, no, it's not. It's perfect. Well, it's actually well-formed because sometimes they get longer. People let them fan out and it's kind of, eh, Yeah, you know? I just... Did like some, a broom. I did some up. wax a few minutes ago to kind of you know shape it up Dude, a little bit. Wax? I did a little wax. Yes. Dude, the um the manscaping game is oh, strong yeah. nowadays. No, it is. Jesse's like manscaping. <laughs> I don't <laughs> mean like yeah, okay, full okay. body. I'm not talking about doing Just designs or anything. No, I, no, I, I was in I was in Target. Which to answer your previous question, which wasn't on air, my <laughs> pants and shirt are both from Target. Yeah, Target. Um, but I was in there recently and like. Like back by the cosmetic and, uh, you know, shampoo and toothpaste and all this. Have you guys been in there recently? Oh, uh, yeah, you got my a wife whole goes in there section, every weekend. dude. It's like a Victoria's Secret for men, but like, it's just like this fancy, sexy layout for like beard oil. No, see, I haven't seen that. Shaving stuff. And it's like all these companies, all this cool stuff. And I was like, there's too much cool stuff here. I'm leaving. Brittany's trying to get me to put oil in my oh, beard. I got you. I got beard. you. Do you so, quick little you thing. You don't need oil in your beard. That would just be an oily face. Quick little thing. <laughs> to help grow in the patches. And Look, oh, okay. Does I have my, I, my I own have no proprietary idea. beard oil. Okay. What oh. is it? My mom makes it for me. Maybe really? But she's got a business doing like crafty things or whatever. So she was experimenting with beard oil and it turns out like it's the best stuff in the world. Does so it make like, your hair grow? Yeah. It, 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 you you've tell been, me. You've been using it. I'm gonna rub that on my forehead yeah. now. <laughs> no, I mean, it, it's it smells amazing. It's it's like it. Oh, it's like essential oils and stuff. She does it, you know, for a living or whatever. She usually makes like shampoos and lotions and deodorants, really? but She's like, like all natural. Yeah, it's all natural. Wow. Like a lot of her stuff's made with like. Dude, now's the time to plug for your mom. Yeah, and then charge so, her for um, advertising. Yeah, sponsor us. Barb's Cottage Creations. Come uh, on, Barb. Yeah. 
Come on, Barb. But anyways, yeah, so I'm totally thinking about like stealing it, her recipe and making my own beard brand oil yes. and a good idea. doing a nice little Facebook marketing campaign. And But, but you, you don't have to steal it. You could just like, like keep her in a sweatshop working for you. Just it, do the marketing and split 50-50. Exactly. Or at least make her think that. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, Just Barb. kidding, Mom. That's how the podcast blows <laughs> up. It's <laughs> sponsoring like beard oil. Beard oil. Get all this episode sponsored members. by Barb's Cottage Creations. Which Anyways. is also good for the women, I'm sure. Oh, well. yeah, yeah. I mean, she's got tons of stuff for the women. Yeah. So, um, Just helping you out, Barb. Yeah. I expect some free beard oil for that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So anyways, man, like, yeah, again, thanks for coming on. And so. Yeah, my pleasure. Um, thanks for having me. Yeah. My so pleasure. What, my pleasure. what's kind of the last thing that you have recently worked on? Uh, and the last thing I recently worked on, I got to work on uh, the TV show called Legacies. It's part of the Vampire Diaries uh, kind of storyline. I think it's the third show that's an offshoot of that. Uh, it's in its actually, I was in the last episode of the first yeah. season. Um, I think they're expecting to pick up another season, but who knows, you know. Cool. Um, so, yeah, it was fun. Yeah. Small role, man. Just some kind of security guy. Say a couple lines. Hit the ground a little bit. I do my own stunts, so oh, yeah, nice. that helps me sometimes. Right, actor, I'm in a room. Stunt man. What was the third actor. one? What was a trifecta. Actor, stuntman, producer. Yeah, <laughs> nice. <laughs> it's a good trifecta. Um, yeah, it's pretty sweet because, uh, like, in the audition room for the callback, I'm sitting there and it's like one or two other guys were like actors, but I think I was probably the the most like I'm an actor kind of guy. The other guys kind of dabble in acting, but they do stunts. Mm. So when I go in and I have a stunt reel and I say, look, I, I've done on camera stunt work before and like, oh, and you're an actor, like an actual actor. By trade. Yeah. Yeah. And they're like, yeah. So that helps me out. You know? Absolutely. Not, I mean, and other people can do that too. So I'm not like the only guy, but um, it definitely helps. Yeah, Tom Cruise does his own things, right? Tom Cruise, man, he's no, he does. <laughs> Dude, he, I, that loser. I man, Tom Cruise. Haters gonna hate, you know, man. But I got a lot of respect for that guy. Every movie he runs so hard, even if just for that, his his running in every film he ever does. I know he's so intense. He's just he's so in every moment. He's so alive, you know. And then he does his own stunts. He's he's a badass. I hear you. So like, so where did it start for you? Like, as far as just in general, like where where, where did the love for or even wanting to pursue acting begin? I'm a little distracted because it's like from here, it looks like you're fully just like arm around Jesse. Well, I- <laughs> <laughs> just like, it looks like uh, I'm on a, like a third wheel on a date. <laughs> you well, kind of are. Well, so we're switching up some things with the, we used to have four cameras and, you know, one on him, one on me. We are pretty close. I'm not told me on the setup. I'm just saying I was no, well, distracted he told me he was going to be, did you heard him say he I'm was going to be my, on the edge? My leg is off the edge. <laughs> It's okay. We're man. literally we're, almost we're, touching. We're close, now I feel awkward. physically, emotionally. Don't worry about it. <laughs> We've spent a lot of time together in, in the last the few days. So. There's in a the guest. Basement. There's a guest room back there. <laughs> Anyways, So, how did you get started? Like, where, where did your passion for like wanting to even pursue this begin? I don't remember everything. I just know that since I was young, I always wanted to be an actor. Um, I think it, you know, it just looked like fun. But I think one of the things that really like made me want to do like I wanted to be an action star seeing like Jean-Claude Van Damme films oh, yeah. when I was a kid you know like this is incredible I would love to do that to be you know the hero or the tough guy I want to do those fights I want to be that actor be that guy you know and it wasn't just that right I, I like doing comedy and stuff like that too but I think since I was young just the idea of like I'm like I felt like I could do it I'm like I think I could do that I think I could be in front of a, an audience or um you know, in front of a camera and 
make people laugh or put on a good show. And it just felt like something that was just super exciting to me. So. And and how did it start? Like, what was your first like acting gig? Dude, my first acting, I didn't, <laughs> I, you know, did like a, the occasional like church play or whatever, you know, and I think I was, I think I was cast as apparition number two in Macbeth at a local theater when I was like, you know, 11 or 12 or something like that. So that was like, I, I literally hadn't done any acting and, um, you know, it's kind of a crazy story and it's, it's out there on, on another podcast I did recently actually. But, um, like this whole like miraculous series of events that led me, uh, into acting. I actually had my first acting class on my 30th birthday in Hawaii. Um, I was just in this transition in life and was just like, just felt like led to go out and start pursuing what I always wanted to do. And a lot of doors open. And so I just kind of kept walking and literally on my 30th birthday, did my first ever acting class. And Hawaii wasn't a bad spot to do it. That's kind of perfect, yeah. You yeah. Were, what absolutely. was the landscape like in Hawaii, the filmmaking landscape, when you were there? You know, yeah. <clears throat> dive into that a little bit. Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I was on the big island of Hawaii in Kona. And um, I befriended a guy named David Cunningham, who's a filmmaker. Uh, he was in, the, in Hollywood in the studio system for probably a decade. Had done films with Fox and... Um, Disney and some other ones and just didn't like that, the lifestyle there, right? The constant comparison, you know, he has stories, you know, like he'd be like with his family at a pool and people are like, find out he's a director and all the stage moms just kind of hound him. And he's like, ah, I'm over it. Don't want my kids to grow up like this. And he grew up in Hawaii. So he wanted to go back there. So I uh, met him probably two weeks into my acting school. He was a guest speaker. It was like a film school and acting school which is genius right because the filmmakers are like learning how to like shoot right they need people right direct <laughs> produce exactly, shoot, yeah. edit all their stuff yeah. and then you know so i mean i think the school that i went to uh you know everybody that does their first film like they always suck i mean if you if your first film doesn't suck at least a little bit like there's something wrong with you so it's like <laughs> or something right with the, you. <laughs> yeah there's something right with you but but there's something about this school like because i had been to other kind of um like like premiere days for other film schools like four-year film schools and i'm seeing the stuff they're making and like the stuff these guys made in in six months was basically the same quality as this four-year school i'm like what the heck well because we have the camera in our hands all the time right like we shoot within six months maybe like 15 short films something like that mm. you know with the same crew of people and you know sometimes you're a background actor sometimes you're the lead actor sometimes you're directing sometimes you're gripping you know whatever it's exactly a, it's yeah. a mix but you learn a bunch and you just keep trying right because that's how you get better you just do it see if your ideas work see how you play on camera and you just get more comfortable and better along the way um all that to say i bumped into this guy cunningham at this film school uh second week of when he was speaking there and uh some of the things i really was feeling like really inspired to do he was in in the throes of doing and it uh at that time he was working on a a big project that would have been the largest independent film ever made. And so mm -hmm. I was like, Hey dude, just leaving film school. I really feel like I'm supposed to be working with you. Um, so he's like, dude, when you're done with the six month school, why don't you come out and work with us? So I jumped in and for the next two, two to three years, I worked more behind the camera than in front of the camera. I did mm -hmm. like some little commercially things here and there, kind of local stuff. Um, 
but I ended up, you know, starting out like really knowing not much of anything, uh, just sitting in a lot of meetings, development meetings for this big project and just learning a bunch by just absorption. Yeah. And then, you know, just going on set as a PA, learning a bunch, you know, and, and you just, then a friend's shooting a project and you need an AD. I, I can do that. I've been around enough now. I kind of know what needs to happen, you know, for smaller stuff, obviously, when you're doing a big oh, feature, yeah. you got to have a little more experience than that. But, you know, but it was just this building and growing thing. Um, so for, yeah, for the next couple of years, then I was working behind the camera uh, in some kind of way. Yeah. And uh, it's been a huge benefit. I mean, I, so I went from like actor, no ex- then no experience. And then like sitting in a meetings, listening, learning, PAing to um, eventually uh, we were starting a company that was helping to start new entertainment franchises around the state of Hawaii. And I was the director of outreach and communication, basically traveled to islands, headhunting new projects uh, to bring them into, I guess it's, it was somewhat of a studio model, but we, the whole pitch was that the people are keeping their IP. We're just an investor and partial owner of the company. So, so yeah, it's just been a crazy ride, you know, like, were you born and raised in hawaii or no no wasn't born and raised in hawaii born and raised in chicago area moved to atlanta area when i was like 11 12 something like that so how'd you get out to hawaii you just yeah that's part of the crazy story and honestly like it was a bunch of miraculous leadings like just honestly feeling like led by god to go out there and like um like i said i did a podcast recently with this guy named sean bowles um and i talk about the whole story pretty in depth for about an hour So you can check that out. Yeah, for sure. What's um, the podcast called? Uh, I think that one's called Exploring the Prophetic. It's a, you know, it's a faith-based thing, but it's super fun. And it's, the cool thing about that guy in that podcast is it kind of takes away some of the mystery around or the language that seems separating uh, for people that maybe don't have a faith context to listen to it. And I think it'll make a little bit more sense yeah, uh, than sure. maybe some other people would explain it. So, anyway, so it's a fun story and a lot of really cool crazy miraculous things that yeah. happened to get me where I'm at. So, yeah. And so you're obviously now living here and you're actively, uh, you know, pursuing roles and mm-hmm. obviously getting some pretty good things. I know you've got some stuff on Netflix and, yeah. um, you know, the show you just said you were working on and which is really cool. Um, so like to try to make this where it's kind of helpful for the people that may, you know, want to get into acting, maybe yeah. like, have mm-hmm. you ever gone through like stages in your acting career where like, maybe you just felt like giving up or weekly, Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Weekly. Dude, it's so funny. And you guys have probably experienced this and it's a little bit different. I think for people that are, you know, directing, producing, your next project is in your hands. Absolutely. It's a little bit different for an actor, which is part of the reason why I started producing, not just because I I do enjoy it in and of itself, but I'm like, I don't want to wait around for a phone call, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, So, but you guys know what it's like when you finish a show, a project, whatever, you kind of get this post set lull where you're just like, will I ever do anything again? Right? You're like on this high and everything's great. You're working with your friends and you're doing what you love. And all of a sudden it's like, it's over with. And it's like, you just got broken up with by your girlfriend or something like that, you know? Yeah, for sure. For sure. Well, how do you deal with that? Like, how do you deal with like pushing through and, um, you know, maybe dealing with, uh, yeah, finances and not do you do something outside of acting is it full-time yeah. do you do other things to supplement income like how, how does that yeah. look yeah i think uh i think for everybody it's different in different seasons of life you know because you're not just an actor or filmmaker you have other stuff going on you know family stuff or you know you know there's always other stuff going on that kind of takes your attention away so i think in general that you know i'll be on that high for a couple of days and um 
you know, then you're still auditioning and you're not hearing back from, you know, any other projects. And, uh, so I think for me, it's all about what else do I have that I love doing that I can invest some of my focus in, um, which some of that is producing. Um, I have a couple of things that I'm working on right now, you know, and it's like anything else. You don't know if it's going to work out or not, but I love the creative process in general. So between auditioning, uh, producing stuff, um, and, uh, aside from that, as far as bread and butter goes, I've been a carpenter for over 20 years. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I get to jump in and do some of that. I work for myself, so it's super flexible. And uh, that's cool. I was actually one of your guests that I think maybe will air after this, Matt Finley. Mm. Super weird guy. I would don't no. listen to anything he says. Seriously, he's a creep. I'm just kidding. Never met him. <laughs> Matt Finley's right over here. <laughs> Matt's over there. A good friend of mine. Met him in Hawaii in the trenches. So he'll have some fun stories. But I was just at his house. Fixing fixing a storage room in his crawl space, <laughs> like before I came nice. here. Nice. Don't even so, look like it. Yeah, I got sheetrock falling off. He went in the bathroom, yeah. put some makeup on. It's so, like, what is it? If only. What does it look like for you? Like, what what do you do to like mentally prepare yourself before you go into an audition? Is there anything yeah. that anything that you do maybe different or like what? How does it look for you? Like, how do you psych yourself up before you? you know, go into these auditions and like, what is something that you've found? Like, for instance, when you auditioned for the heart of man, like what, like, what is it that, that got you to that point and what you, what made you feel like maybe they chose you for that role? Yeah. I think the big thing is I try not to get psyched out. <laughs> I try to like my main, like, I want to feel when I go in, like whatever I'm going in to do is the most normal thing I could be doing. Yeah. Um, Cause then I, I feel like very grounded with the character, you know, I feel like, um, while I might not be driving around, like acting like the character all the time, maybe like some people would, um, I do like to stay in a space where it's like, cool, I'm going in, this is what my character's doing. This is what he's like. And that's normal. And I'm just going to go in and just let that happen. Yeah. Um, but it, I think a huge thing for anybody, uh, in any kind of creative industry, but specifically for us, specifically if we're kind of blazing our own path. And as an actor, you have to um, make your own unique creative decisions. If you don't yeah. do that, then you're just a copy of somebody else. Exactly. So, you know, for me, I have to think about, I, you have to let your mind run a little bit and let yourself take some risks and do some things that maybe are a little bit edgy. Um, if that's true, right? If it's like, if it fits, if it's something you actually feel like you want to do, you got to take <laughs> a risk. Strip naked. In front yeah, of just for the hell of it. Yeah, <laughs> you shouldn't do that kind of stuff. It's kind of stupid, but, um, <laughs> but you know, it's like, you know, think outside the box. I was just saying, I did this audition and who knows if I'll get it. Probably not because I haven't heard from them yet, but it's a radio DJ, you know, and you're sitting at it. I don't have a desk and all this microphones and stuff. Exactly. So, so you got to... Yeah, so I make so I just I make a choice. I'm like I'm like this character. I think he's like a chill kind of playboy kind of guy. So I put my feet up on a table. You can see my boots in the scene, and I'm playing my microphone up here. And that's different. It was like that made sense to me. So maybe they're gonna hate it. I don't care. Like they were like, what's this? I mean, I would prefer it? they not hate yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. But it's different and it's unique and it will stand out. And it was true. And if they think it was dumb, I wouldn't agree with that. But if you want something different, obviously you know I can make different choices. So exactly. Yeah. I think it's about that creative. Yeah. Everybody, you got to, you got to bring your own creativity in anything. Cause at the end of the day, right. When you're thinking about specifically, it's like this with actors. Um, but I'm sure it happens for you guys as, you know, direct for sure. Probably uh, a DP, right. Anybody that's selecting a certain style. Absolutely. It's a very stylized person. 
at the end of the day, if if I want to be working all the time as an actor, and if I want to get bigger bigger roles, if I want to be the lead in the main in a big film, in a big feature length film, people need to say we need a Justin Torrance type. Yeah. At the end of the day, exactly right. People say that about you know we need a Morgan Freeman type or we need a X Y or Z type. Exactly. You know everybody like they're looking for uniqueness. That's exactly. what people want to see is your uniqueness come out. So. It's about doing that. Yeah, that's cool. I and mean, sometimes I do it better than other times. Sometimes I go and I do some vanilla, and some, and most of the time it doesn't work. Every once in a while, you'll get a callback or you book something with a vanilla performance, and they happen to want vanilla, so that's works out for you. <laughs> You're like, whoo, yeah. <laughs> but that's not going to make you better as an artist. Like, you got to dig in a little bit. Yeah, you know? yeah, for sure. Yeah, take a creative approach. I, you know, yeah. I was just telling Jesse the other day that <laughs> I want to do some acting this year. Good. Just randomly, we're in the kitchen. Just he was randomly, like, I think I want to try acting. I was like. I was like, well, I don't know. I mean, like nothing crazy, but I would like to just kind of pop up in one of our little films for a second. Yeah, I, I know a, a couple cameo. of um, a couple of directors around Atlanta that are in acting classes. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Actually, with the the coach that I go to when I'm going to class. Well, what is an acting class even like? Because you know, from I mean, I've heard I've known of people, many people that have gone to acting class. What does that look yeah. like? How do they teach you how to act? Yeah, a lot of it's the mainly what I study is something called the Meisner technique. And a lot of it just deals with being present and being honest and listening, being aware, taking in the person that you're with, right? If Jesse says a line, he's if he's acting and he's doing his job, he says something, but it's not just the words. He has a subtext about him, and that should mean something to me. So this is instead of like an acting class where you're like constantly just like doing scene studies. So we do, we do some of that stuff as well. A lot of it is about... It's almost like if you're a football player going into the gym and hitting the weights. Yeah. It's more of like um, a workout that keeps you ready for game day kind of that, thing. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. yeah. I've always just wondered, like, are they saying <laughs> – just my mind's thinking – Dude, like, actually, Meisner, Meisner's super weird. If you go into a Meisner class, you're going to be like, what are these cats doing? Man? Oh, yeah. Yeah, but but it's helpful, right? And, and it's actually a very enriching thing just like – for the human soul, I think, because a lot of it is just like really being present with somebody yeah. and listening and seeing them. And uh, that's just good for life. Dude, it is general. good for life. Yeah. After you get over, like, because what the, you do is something called repetition to start out with, where you sit there in front of somebody and I just notice something about you. Uh, like, man, you're listening well. And then you would repeat it after me. You would say, yeah, you're, I, you're I, listen, I listen well. You're, you're you listening listen. well. Oh, you, you listen well. I said, you are, you know, so it's just. Yeah. I kind of, you know, rant failing the class already. going off on a rabbit trail here a little bit, but it's like, but the specificity of what you said and what I said and really listening and to each other it, yeah. and where it takes it. And then next thing you know, you're, you're not worried. It's not about the repetition. It's about being present mm-hmm. and actually connecting with each other. Oh, I bet it does get weird It takes weird you to there. crazy places. Oh yeah, dude. I mean, initially it's super You weird. walk in and you're like, what are these people all on acid? Dude, the weirdest thing is initially like sitting in front of somebody like closer than this, yeah. just staring in some other man's eyes. Especially somebody you probably just met. Dude, it's super weird. Yeah, <laughs> it's I bet. super weird. And then just saying things, repeating the same word back and forth for like minutes. And it's like, this is, this is psycho. But eventually when you, when you realize it's not about repeating, but about being present. Yeah. And a little change in you and something I said, like maybe I would notice something about you, like your beard's patchy. 
It sure is. He just my, can't grow my beard one. is patchy. <laughs> Your beard is patchy. <laughs> it's yeah. It's you're, patchy. you're embarrassed. <laughs> yeah, he's doing I've good. I've been working on it, dude. You're all right, working on it. No, he's but doing you're really good. Yeah. You know, so you. I like that it. Y'all keep going. This is to awesome. Just Don't do it to me. Don't do it to me. But maybe right now it's funny. But maybe eventually tonight I'm going to be questioning my life and Don't do that. He's just crying. I can see how that could go in really interesting ways. But you know, let's try that later. We all as humans wear masks, right? We wear masks where everything is fine absolutely so maybe your first reaction is you're laughing but maybe that actually hurts your feelings yeah. oh yeah you know and eventually the true what you actually feel is going to come out yeah, you need that, that as an true. actor to actually feel what you feel and you also need it as an actor to to actually know what that person's feeling i'd hire you and call bs on what they're doing you know? I'd, I'd call well, you back so like <laughs> yeah, i mean <laughs> so when we first met like you were you were like the first legitimate actor i've worked with and you've helped shape like the way I I talk to actors now, just with you know your different methods and stuff. Like even like, um, like say for the knockover, for instance. Like when I'd send you a draft, you'd be like, "That's not what he would say." I'd be like, "Okay, what what did he say?" I was like, "Well, how's he feeling?" I was like, mm. "I don't know." Like this way, that way, and you're like, yeah. "Okay, so what would he say?" I'm like, "Dang it, he's right." <laughs> like draft six or seven is like completely different, but it just makes more sense with all these for, questions, man. For the Give me the answers, well, no, bro. but they're, but they're <laughs> yeah. good and they're viable questions and it just goes to show like how good he is man uh, yeah how good you are and wow. and how thank how you. talented you are because you you don't just thank you i mean i think it's good to, you know memorize lines and deliver them well and stuff but i think what you're really good at is is the subtext of it mm. and and trying to because meisner taught him that meisner it's meisner it's the beard's meisner. patchy <laughs> thanks man i appreciate that thank you very much yeah very kind of course yeah. um so back on the uh, so we talked a little bit about like auditioning and stuff, and we did mention a little bit about the Harm Man. Do you want to talk about that at all? Just like because I know that Anything Hawaii and and all that stuff. Um, what was the process like for you? Because I'm sure that was probably at the time the the biggest project you worked on. The Heart of Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was that was it was funny. So I was uh, in Hawaii doing the um, doing the gig with. Uh, I forget what my title was. The the director of communications thing for this yeah. uh, entertainment fran- franchise startup company, and uh, it was like end of twenty fourteen, and I was like, this has been super fun, and I so valued it and cherished it, and it was like super beneficial for me as a human and as a filmmaker just in general. But dude, I I got to be an actor. Like this I, is fun. I'm in Hawaii, but it, I got to. I got to go where I can be in class, where I can audition and where I can pursue what I want to do. And it's not, it wasn't happening there. A lot of, there's, there's a decent amount of stuff that shoots on Oahu. There's a less stuff that shoots on the big Island, but um, you know, they're, they're not doing a lot of big casting out of there. Mm-hmm. Oahu has some, but I had like a whole tribe of people I was living on the big Island with. And I wanted to be around people that I knew and loved and could be a part of their life. So my family lives in Atlanta, um, and I was like going home, man, going back to the family. I knew that the industry was starting to pick up around here. And uh, how long were you in Hawaii? I was there 2011 to 2014, the better part, the better part of three and a half years. Um, mm-hmm. I would hop around and stuff yeah. like that, but for the most part, I was there for about three and a half years. And um, <clears throat> so I went back to to Georgia and. A month, and at, at the time, uh, a friend of mine, um, he does some location scouting, and he's a director and does some other stuff too. But 
somebody had come to the island and they were looking to shoot this film. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of this modern, not a modern day, but it's a it's a retelling of the prodigal son parable um, from the Bible and told in a way that's gritty and epic. Uh, yeah, it's epic, man. It's not like a but also like, like a Sunday school scale. short it's film. It's like small scale but epic in the way it was told. Yeah, yeah, yeah. check it out. Heart of Man, Heart of man. Com. Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, and he was like, dude, there, this film is coming here and I think you'd be perfect for it. You know, and, you know, to kind of touch on the idea of like, it, you got to just hustle and grind because I didn't have like a demo reel put together. I had some footage, but it, it wasn't edited. So I'm like, I was on an iPad, like teaching myself how to use iMovie oh, to make man. my first demo reel. Rough. God, dude, it took me forever. It was horrible. Yeah. Yeah. Especially on an iPad where it's like, the doesn't even have all the functions. Yeah. working on it. <laughs> yeah, dude, it was, oh, it was brutal. Um, so I'm like scrambling to finish this because he was telling me about it. He's like, this is film, but it's going to be like really gritty and like raw. And I'm like, they're like, we, they need like a lead guy. I'm like, God, I'd love to do that. It sounds like it'd be a lot of fun. It's a shoot in Hawaii. So I finish it up and I give it to my buddy. He sends it in. I leave Hawaii and actually I was sitting in a Starbucks in um, Calhoun, Georgia. Calhoun, here, baby. Got probably two hours from here or something like that. North of Atlanta, about an hour. And uh, I get this call from the casting directors. She's like, hey, we want to do a callback with you for The Heart of Man. I'm like, I got a callback for my reel. That's great, you know. And uh, she's like, can you be in Hawaii next week? And I was like, oh, man. Uh, she's like, we understand you're out of, like you're off island. So if you can't, that's cool. But we'd love to see you. Did and they I, know that you had been there? And- they knew I had been there. They knew that I was off currently. Um, she was like, we get it if you're not on island. But and I was like, oh, that was dad. a moment. <laughs> yeah, it was. I was like, I was like, thank you. And I was also like, uh, what Crap. do I do? Yeah. I had a feeling I'm like, I want to be in the room with these guys. I want to show up and I want to be present i want to do this Bust that Meisner out I want, on. I want to just Meisner these guys all over their <laughs> your faces beard is yeah your beard is patchy i want to make them cry like, you're hired i want to make them cry so they want me to make them feel better later exactly. they want to keep me around yeah yeah well that's the thing <laughs> to it's affirm like, them later it's like so once did you go you're back? in the room it's like you got the job i'm sure well that's probably the hard thing about self-tapes and stuff too dude yeah auditioning is a whole nother thing <laughs> so to finish the story so to finish, do that on cliffhanger now. yeah um, like, okay Season two coming. <laughs> yeah. So, um, and I was like, I, I didn't have a bunch of money um, at the time to just like be flying randomly to Hawaii whenever yeah. I want to, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I was talking to my dad. I'm like, what do you think I should do, man? He's like, you you should go, man. You got to go. I'm like, I don't know how I'm going to do this. And kind of along the lines of like my whole story of getting to the acting school in the first place, like all these miraculous things happened. This was another moment where I was just like, I don't know what to do. And I had like this like reminder in my soul that I believe was God speaking to me, like reminding me that there was this, I had this ticket that I had canceled uh, at some point when I lived in Hawaii. And it was like a ticket that was from Atlanta. I think I changed one of my dates or whatever. So I had to cancel it by a new one. So I had this ticket I had to use like by the time I had to be there for the audition. Oh so my I gosh. had a one-way ticket. Oh, like random, like totally forgot about it. It was like a year and a half earlier I had bought oh this ticket gosh. or something insane. Yeah, that's crazy. And so I jump on a flight and I get out there. And uh, oddly enough, this was about, as soon as I landed back in Georgia, all these doors opened up to get in the acting class. And I was actually working with my acting coach, uh, Rick Andosco, who's here in Atlanta. Fantastic uh, human and fantastic uh, 
acting coach. And he's the one actually that has a couple of directors in his class too. So if you're a director, if you're an actor, check out Rick Andoska. He teaches some at Drama Inc. Um, and some other places too. But um, I had been working with him at that point for a couple of weeks. And I hadn't been in, a, in an acting class for probably two years or something like that at that point. So I really think it was that refresher, I think, that kind of like stirred something mm -hmm. up inside of me that like helped me be able to really be present in the room. And uh, so I went out there and I got in the room with these guys um, and, you know, did what they asked me to do. And then they gave me another thing to do and then another thing. And then they had a couple of the other actors that they were looking at and they started bringing them in to work with me. And mm. That's always a good sign. If you're in the room for a while and they bring in other actors to work with you, they want to see how it's going to be in these different situations with these different elements, you know. Um, and it was it was weird because uh, we both were leaving Oahu later that day or the next day at the same time. So I saw him in the airport. And like, you don't want to be one of those actors. It's like, hey man, did I get the role? Like, do you want me? Yeah. What, what do you think? Any yeah. feedback? Yeah. You know, so I see these guys sitting there. We're both kind of like, oh, hey. And are like, we want to keep it chill. Yeah. And now I'm super good friends with these guys. Uh, and the producer of that film, he and I are working on some stuff together now. And we're like best friends. So now you're like, I know now that like immediately they're like, we want this guy. But the director was kind of like, ah, he's a little too, more, too much like all American guy. And... <laughs> And then the producer's like, no, we need this guy. So they actually end up, they wanted to, they didn't want to do like a whitewashed film, right? They wanted to be, feel kind of timeless and inner, um, inner ethnic and all this stuff. So it was a problem that I'm like blonde hair, blue eyed guy that looks like, you know, I was the captain of the football team or something like that, yeah. which I wasn't, but, um, and they had already cast a father that was this Polynesian guy and they were just looking for the, So they're like, like we'd have to recast which delays production and by the grace of god uh they ended up delaying production recast the father because they wanted me to do the job wow um it's intense it was super that redemptive is. too because i had spent years in hawaii struggling to get by and living off a credit card reasoning to myself this is better than any film school i would be in right now so i'm just gonna grit my teeth and just do it rack up 10 grand when i leave the island i'm gonna work my butt off figure it out for six yeah. months and just pay it off and it'll all be worth it in the end by god it was it was worth it in the end yeah and uh, so it was Amazing. fun to get this to get this gig in hawaii and all of a sudden they're flying me out i'm saying it's a hilton and all this stuff it was a very redemptive thing and and i've been working behind the camera with all these people this whole community of filmmakers in hawaii for a couple of years behind the camera right whether it's producing pa whatever it just wasn't in front of the camera and then to go back and to be in the position that it was like what I, that I love, you know, to be the lead actor. And all these friends were all working on this film. With oh me. man. So they're like, Justin made it. Yeah. Well, yeah, it was that, <laughs> it was circle. that, but it was cool. Like, like we were all working together, right? Like we have been grinding, like trying to launch projects for years. Yeah. Uh, which Matt, I'm sure will love to tell you more about. Um, we had all been grinding for like trying to get these things off the ground for years. And now something happened and we're all working together. Everybody's getting paid. Like, Loving it. Like it was just, it was this serendipitous, beautiful, fantastic gift from heaven, man. It was, it was so much fun. It's amazing. And, and the impact has been incredible. It's, we just released in France like a month or two ago. And it's, I think we're in over 30 countries now. And it, well, it was in theaters like first and then they re-released it, right? Yeah. Did another release? Yeah, or? we had, it's, it was a weird limited thing. Um, like a, a fathom event, yeah. which is what happens sometimes. Um, we were on a total of, I think like 800 screens 
over two nights mm-hmm. um, here, and then in 2017, end of 2017, and then we started launching in other countries uh, early 2018, and then it just kind of has kept rolling out from there. Yeah, that was crazy. I grabbed like 20 of my friends. We went to, I, I don't remember which theater it was, but once. Yeah, down in here. Right when the first time you're on screen, we were like, JT. We're all like, chanting. All the other people probably pissed off and stuff. <laughs> like, what, what is these awesome? people's problem? It's great. Shut up, guys. We don't know what's going on. And you're like, don't worry about it. He's not saying anything. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was a cool experience to, to see you like in, you know, in this movie and like in the theaters. And it was a really cool, cool moment just to just to see that because mm. you know man. when i first met you it was the film had already been shot and stuff and it was like yeah i think there was just years. a trailer out at that point yeah and it i mean and then what it was, was that? called it was, 20... it was called heart of men when i met you uh and heart... it switched to the heart of man yeah hearts of men that's hearts what... of men that's yeah. right just so. out of curiosity how did you guys even meet I saw this kid at the mall. He asked me for an autograph. You're like, uh, your bad sp- uh, your <laughs> He's like, I saw you. you. Yeah. Um, well, he's like, dude, that's a sick homeless guy beard. I love it. I'm sure from his end, it was weird. But on my end, so the day before I actually reached out to Jason, it was your, what would be the word for it? Not manager. Or was Jason, it, my manager. He was your manager at the yeah. time. Um, but the day before I was on Facebook and a friend of a friend posted that first trailer for, uh, hearts of men yeah and i watched it you know it's faith-based documentary narrative thing i was like wow that was done really well and i saw you in it there's a scene where you're like running like on this mm-hmm. mountain whatever man pecs just <laughs> just they watch just yeah and at the time we were doing the uh we did the first spider-man episode thing and the the script we were working on for the series had the craven character in it i remember seeing you and i was like he could be a great craven because they had your beard dyed and you yeah. know, your hair dyed a different color like that darker yeah. color and it was just like i'm pretty sure i was wearing the craven the hunter shirt i was wearing I like looked down and I looked back at it wow but um <laughs> so yeah i it saw i saw that and it was funny because that same day your is it your Nephew or cousin? A cousin. Your like cousin. second cousin or something. Yeah. Commented on the first Spider-Man video we did, the one that like blew up crazy. And he was like, you should reach out to to my cousin, uh, Justin. He's an actor. You know, he's, I think he's in your area, blah, blah. Um, he, you know, he put your name and stuff. And so like I typed in your name and I found your website and I was like, <laughs> this cat looks familiar. This is, this is a guy of the trailer I just watched. And because like when I first watched it, I was like, there's no way like it would be cool to have that guy, but he's probably in L.A. somewhere, you know, doing all these other things. And we're just ragtag group of kids making a, a Spider-Man fan series. And um, I said, well, hell, I'll give it a shot. <laughs> I emailed you and then you emailed me saying something like, yeah, you know, sounds cool. My manager will reach out to you and stuff. And Jason did. He watched the short and we talked for a good while and he kind of asked like what you would be doing. And then I don't really know what he said to you. But you ended up coming he on said, the project. He said, this kid's bogus, run away. Run away. <laughs> You're like, ah, well. No, I'm just kidding. No, we were super, I mean, I was super impressed with the quality of what you did. I'm like, you were probably 21 at the time. Yeah, I think 20 or 21. I'm like, here's this kid who did all this by himself. Yeah. And I felt like, right, I mean, you were working with friends that were in actors, but you pulled it off somehow for the most part, fancy editing, quick mm-hmm. cuts and all this stuff. But I was like, there were many moments when I felt like I was watching a film. I'm like, this kid did all this by himself. And I was like, dang, he's got at that point like six million views. And I'm like, this is totally worth looking at. Mm-hmm. And then 
And now the, we've re- been, the rest is history. Yeah. Now we're best. Now me and him are best friends. I think yeah. we met at a not you. House. Not me. I'm You're out. not best friends yeah, with him. I'm out. I'm best friends with him. I got you. Him. No, I, I don't want to claim to be best friends. <laughs> but you can be best friends with us if you want. Oh, I can join the group. Yep. Yeah. And Matt can join too. I want in. I want in. Yeah, it was, a, it was a crazy like serendipitous way of meeting. It was, it was yeah, pretty cool. Yeah, it's so cool, man. To see. I was I wrote some stuff on Instagram, I think. Um, I don't know, maybe around New Year or something like that. It was just like this reflection of like some of the coolest things that have happened in my life have been things that I haven't contrived on my own. You know, whether it's, you know, that opportunity, that film, that whatever these different things are, you know, those people you meet in life. It was like those things that like are really true to the core of who you are that really mean so much to you in your life. I'm like, man, I couldn't have plan that or like figure that out on my own so yeah. now it was just this gift that was laid in my it lap definitely and, seems like you have favor favor man that's <laughs> yeah and sometimes i want more and then you know then when these miraculous things happen i'm like just super thankful and i, and I you know like anybody needs to is just kind of chill out sometimes yeah and uh just kind of it's hard especially when uh I, I was actually writing in that instagram post like my one of my favorite pastimes is winning like, I remember like when I first met Jason, he's like, what are you into? And I was thinking, I'm like, what do I like doing? And it clicked. I'm like, the one thing I like doing is winning. Whatever I'm doing, I just want to win. I want to crush. I love win, crushing, win, win. you know? So it's hard when that's like your personality is like push, 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 right? Like perseverance and like, I will knock down walls. But sometimes yeah. it's like, that's not the right wall to knock down or that wall's exactly. not going to move. Literally and... Literally and yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah construction. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I try to get the twenty-year-old kids to do that now because yeah. now I'm twenty-seven. Yeah, yeah. obviously. You know? Yeah, yeah. Um, but sometimes it's like, sometimes it doesn't work. Yeah. You know, so there's this element of, like, you kind of going back to your first question is like, what do you do in those lulls? And you you got to find other things that make you feel excited and alive. Because at the end of the day, if you're not excited and alive, that garbage is going to come through in your performance and you're not going to make creative decisions because you're closed off and you're not going to explore, you know, you're not going to come across as the unique self that you need to be. So we have to, as creatives, find ways to pursue what we're doing, but also be happy while we're in the grind and the hustle. And for me, that's producing maybe, dude, I'm just redesigning my website. Like for me, that's a creative thing. And just kind of like back to my demo reel, I have no idea what I'm doing. So it's taking me 17 times longer than it would somebody else, you know, but I get to create and I enjoy that. So I do that every night. I'm just like redesigning a website. And in the meantime, while I'm waiting to get, I'm waiting for, uh, for access to story rights on film I'm producing with some other people. And I'm waiting for that next film or TV role to come through. I just, you got to find stuff that makes you feel alive. I think, yeah, I think creatives forget that we are creative because of our experiences. If you're constantly creating, you're going to miss all the things that make you creative and stuff. So that's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Well, cool. Well, where can like people find you and, you know, check out. What would you like to leave people with as well? Yeah. I would like to leave you with those words of wisdom. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Sensei. Please do it in that voice. Master. One thing you must know about life. It is not always fun. By the way, if you want to look into it. It is good. Um, Sorry, what was the question again? <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, Why? Well, I, I, I like, started getting caught up in the character. I didn't know where that was going to go. Yeah, no. Like, uh, yeah. Where, where can people, you know, see the film you were in? Like, find uh, your information yeah, if they want to reach yeah. out to you to... Uh, Website, jtorrance.com. JT, baby. IMDb. Check out IMDb. Obviously, it's um, 
that's great because the more people look at it, then the higher ranked you are. And it actually can make a difference mm. if you have a higher IMDb rating and you're like being considered between like you and one other guy. So they can just type your name into IMDb and, and then yep, just like refresh over and over. Yeah. So sure. guys keep, keep Searching checking that out. Everyone watching. Yeah. yeah. Especially and if you have a family with a lot of kids, put the kids to work iPads, before you iPhones. eat dinner. Exactly. You're doing this exactly. every night. Yeah. Start a little, uh, Work mail. Yeah. Um, what's your Instagram? Uh, Instagram, uh, Justin Torrance official. You can just search Justin Torrance as well. And uh, Instagram, Facebook, and uh, yeah, Smoke Signals. So I reply to just about anything. Anything. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to hit me up on Facebook, I rarely check my Facebook messages. So Instagram is definitely better for that. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. The yeah. Instagram. And I think DM. my email isn't even set up on my website yet because I'm still building it. So well, Instagram. <laughs> it will be soon. So. It will be soon. Anyways. Be soon. Well, man, thanks again so much. And Yeah, uh, guys. Thanks for having yeah, me. Yeah, Great. Now, fun. I told this to the last guy I was interviewed by, uh, Sean Bowles. I was like... I do a lot of these type of things and I'm like, I always feel so weird just talking for like the whole time. So next time I'm going to interview you guys. Sounds you got to have good. me back. Absolutely. Next time I'm interviewing and you guys are talking for 30 minutes nonstop. Sounds oh, good. Yeah, feel, sound I feel good. like I talked a good bit. Yeah, you get, you get. <laughs> Sometimes I feel like I need to just shut up. Jesse always tells me I talk too much. No, I didn't say he talks too much. I just, there was like the first uh, couple episodes. He, it, the reason why I brought it up is because right before the first episode, he was like, I don't know what I'm going to say. I think I'm going to be a goober on camera, blah, blah, blah. Well, like, start rolling. He talked the whole time. I was like, man, you talk too much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, so. you know, it works out. We fill in the no, gaps No, it's good, stuff. man. People that are being interviewed at the end of the day, if, some, if they have some type of balance <laughs> in their persona, they should feel weird about just talking the whole time. So yeah, I hear you. It, it can, we can be have awkward. a little more conversation. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, man, thanks so much. And guys, thanks go and check this man out and call him. Call DM him. him. DM him. DM me. I am Hit those messages him. up. I am, yeah, right. refresh, refresh, refresh. Right, refresh, thanks. refresh. We'll Peace. see you next week. Thanks, guys.